Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. It is January 17th, 2023. We're on episode 107 here uh, at the TFS pod. Uh, we're back. Um, what did we do? Tuesday or Monday last week? I can't Tuesday. remember. Tuesday. Tuesday. So After the later. natty. Uh, a lot has happened since then. Uh, first round of the NFL playoffs done. That was wild. College basketball, one step closer to March Madness. Um, college football is all done. Transfer portal window closes soon. Um, so that's one and down. Golf, um, we're getting into it. Love it. Um, so we're going until basically, what is that, late August. So it's fantastic. A uh, lot to discuss. Uh, hit the podium as always. I'm gonna start off. I was I was angry last week. This week, and this is just kind of funny. Um, I thought so. We 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 talked about it after Michigan played TCU um, in the playoff. There, uh, Harbaugh's clock management and how terrible it was. Well, his brother John the other night tried to one up him with clock management. So apparently, this is this runs in the family. Apparently, it's it's in the blood. It's in the genes. Did Jack teach this to them? Did they discuss this at the Christmas dinner table? Um, a few weeks prior, what both of these guys you know, letting time go off the clock with timeouts left? Like I kind of understand it from the Ravens' standpoint of trying not to if they scored and not to give Burrow the ball back. But still, you can't bank on that. You have to score the ball then use the time you had. They were rushed, and they have a quarterback that's not great, and it cost them. It did, and they still had a chance on that last hail mary heave. Almost got tipped and caught, Jordan Westerkamp style. Um, from Nebraska back in 2012, um, but just outrageous by him. That, that and now, I mean, Collinsworth's like, what is he doing? Like, why is he not going timeout? What what's going on? It's, it's just funny that both the Harbaugh's did that in a two week span. Really, um, idiots. Two of the supposed smartest coaches in their I don't think respective so. areas, college and pro making some of the dumbest mistakes in playoff time that you could potentially make. All right, mine. I thought we were done with this shit. That's all I'm going to say. Ryan sends me a text today. Sources. Iowa's game against Northwestern will be postponed. The Wildcats are dealing with injury issues along with COVID. Don't have the minimum player requirements. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, people. Even those of you who drive with... PPE, masks, shields, whatever, buy yourself in your car and shopping it and whatever, that newsflash, it doesn't work. It didn't work. It won't work. Pandemics don't last three years, people. Get over it. Bah! You're a bunch of sheep that follow the politics. COVID is not a reason to cancel the game anymore. It's the flu. It's a cold. And if anything, like we've talked about here... You continuing to require jab after jab after jab is going to make more and more young people drop dead. Let's get over this already. And oh, by the way, 
injury shouldn't even be reported as a part of that because I'm sorry, injury is part of the game. And if you have a 15-man roster and you have 10 guys that can't go because you have injury, wah, wah, sorry for you. Find some walk-ons in the rec league. Find them in intramurals. I, I, I saw that and I, I just about like stormed out of work. I was so angry. Like, are we seriously still using that as an excuse? I'm tired of it. Yeah. Not cool. Um, well, this got this breaking news, um, big news uh, out of the Detroit Lions camp. Um, ben Johnson has informed interested teams that he will be staying Detroit next season. Wow. That's huge. He might see that he's got something to to be a part of next year. I mean, yeah. if they can keep the nucleus of that team together, a lot of that wow. you know, they're not they were not the most talented team last year. They they really weren't. They have some nice young players and they have some nice guys. Golf had a really good season and so on and so forth. But I mean, there's still a linebacker, another defensive back, um, you know, probably like a game breaking type of tight end away. You know, there are a few guys away, but if they can keep that core nucleus with that coaching staff and that that belief that they ended the year on, a lot of that can carry over. So yeah. good for them. Glad to wow. hear it. He'll be gone after next year if they have another that's good fine. year. But that's that's okay. fine. One more year. Um, I love it. It makes me happy. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to do TSB in the NFL. We're going to flag or tee up the NFL um, for their BS. Uh, once again, I mean, known for this. So Jamal Williams... You know, he does his hip thrust. He did it, I think it was, was it against Minnesota the first time he did it. I, I think remember. it was, yeah. He got fined for it, and then he did it against the Packers twice. He did a couple thrusts. He gets fined $17,000. I mean, it's not a ton to those guys. Quay Walker, who we discussed last week, shoves. By the way, who decides what's fun and what's, what's inappropriate? Like, the same people who officiated the Seattle Rams game? Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Uh, so, Quay Walker, who... Pushed the the line medical trainer. personnel, um, and then another guy did that too for them. But he was there's nothing happening. He got fined thirteen thousand dollars. He got fined less for pushing a medical personnel than a guy doing a touchdown celebration being funny. The NFL's what? priorities are so out of whack. It makes no ridiculous. sense. I mean, I, I that is that's that's ridiculous. I I don't care. Who that is, if that was a guy for the Packers that did in the Lions, I would be pissed. I mean, that's ridiculous. Unbelievable, but not surprising. The NFL just does not have its priorities straight uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Um, all right, uh, four downs time. Lots to discuss here. College hoops. Uh, been a busy busy week here. Um, games almost every day. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Big Ten is... It's just a log jam in the middle. It's really Purdue and everybody else, I think, um, right now. I mean, yeah, is Purdue really good? Yes, but are they beatable? Absolutely. We can discuss that in the Michigan State portion uh, when we talk about their games here. Yeah, let's look at a, at the win-loss record right now. Okay, so Purdue's Purdue is 6-1, and one, only loss at the buzzer to Rutgers. Very easily could have lost to Michigan State yesterday. We'll talk about that in a bit. And by the way, had Michigan State won that, it would be a three-way tie at the top. Rutgers right on their heels at five and two. Really, technically, uh, I mean, they're a game out of the win column, but they're a half game back, arguably, because um, they beat them. Right, so they would have a tiebreaker at this point in time. Uh, Michigan four and two, who by the way has no double back-to-back road games the rest of the season, which is, I mean, 
I don't know who does the Big Ten scheduling, but how about we, like, spit it through the computer and then, like, look at it and go, yeah, that doesn't seem like it's fair. Like, this total random thing, I get you're trying to be random and not play to it, but, like, come on, guys. Is is it really fair for somebody like a Michigan State or a Purdue or a Rutgers or an Ohio State or anybody else to have to go on the road two or three times in a row and then Michigan doesn't ever have to do that? Michigan State's played, like, five games in the span of Michigan's played two. Yeah, it's... I. I have a real problem with that. Anyway, so they're in in solo third at four and two. Illinois had a nice little run. They've won three in a row. Illinois, Iowa, who's won four in a row, I think. Yeah, they're playing well. Um, Michigan State all tied there at four and three. And then you got Penn State at three and three. You got Northwestern at three and three. You got Wisconsin at three and three. Wisconsin, who's lost three games in a row. Uh, you have Indiana, who's two and four. Maryland, two and four. Ohio State, two and four after they lost to Rutgers, which they should have lost to Rutgers the first time. Nebraska two and five, Minnesota one and five. Um, I mean, everybody in the league has at least a five hundred record except for Minnesota. They're seven and nine. Nebraska's nine and nine. Everybody else is at least three games above five hundred. Um, crazy. You know, from Illinois on, or from Rutgers thirteen and five, Michigan's ten and seven, Illinois thirteen and five, Iowa twelve and six, Michigan State twelve and six, Penn State twelve and five, Northwestern twelve and five, Wisconsin eleven and five, Indiana eleven and six. Maryland eleven six, Ohio State ten and seven. I mean, right now there's twelve good shot eligible teams for the dance. I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy, crazy, but yeah, that's that is, and the league is heating up, and it is. I mean, I here's the thing: do Penn State and Rutgers play again? I can't remember if they do or not. I can't remember. Um, that would be on the road. I mean, look. Let's look at them one by one. Start from the bottom. Minnesota, we knew they weren't going to be very good. Yeah, but they're fighting. They're fighting. They're I mean, they beat right. Ohio State on the road, which was, I think, their last road win before they beat them again last yeah. week. Nebraska Nebraska's is better. They're, they're better, but they're still not good. They're 9-9. Nine nine. They're not great, but they're better. Um, nice Ohio players. State is a little bit of the struggle bus at 2-4. and four, they, can't, which is they, don't play, they don't play defense. That's their problem. Sense yeah. of ball is a really nice player. He's probably the Suing's, freshman of the year. Suing's kind of squirt Although egg roll hole right now. He hasn't been great. He, he's you been know. dinged up. He's got a bad shoulder. See how much my old boy Liddell meant to them. He was a, he was yeah, a sweet he was player. A good player. Yeah, they're they're just struggling. Yeah, defensively they don't really have it. Um, mm-hmm. They'll be their Maryland kind of similar. Yeah. Like they got some bodies, but they're two and four. Yeah, um, they, they might. They're struggling. Do they play? They play Michigan on Thursday at home. That's right. I was thinking um, the two of them played against you. And Indiana. You know they. Point guard injury, Ray Thompson injury, those are huge. But Trace Jackson Davis, as long as he can stay healthy, is becoming almost a – he's not a quadruple-double type of guy, but, I mean, he's, like, pushing triple-doubles and getting other stuff, like blocks and steals and things like that. So he's the only guy holding my my, uh, little five-on-five team together. Yeah, he's been really good. Wisconsin, you know, they've hit a little bit of a speed bump. Without without wall. wall. He'll be back. They'll be He's fine. Back tonight, I mean, so. They're not going to contend for the for the league, but they'll no, be right they'll there. They'll be in the a mix. team that can get you know eight to a ten seed. It'll be interesting to see Northwestern. Um, they're catching a break, not playing a really hot Iowa team right now. I'd be pissed if I was Iowa because COVID is again is not an excuse anymore. It's that's ridiculous. That that's asinine. It should be a loss. It should be a forfeit. If you can't field yeah, enough exactly. guys with. These vaccines that supposedly work and all this other stuff, you can't play. This is a loss. It's a loss to me. So, um, Iowa is a team that I like because they've got that one dude. He's got the weird bug ass eyes, but he can Brock, fill oh, it Peyton up. Sanford. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, player. he lit Michigan up last week um, awesome. at the end of that game and in overtime. 
you know, Michigan State, we talk a little bit more about, of course, but um, good news, it would look like bad news. Hall getting hacked, goes down, gets hurt well, you against know what Illinois. started this crap? Jace Howard with a dirty play, throwing his hips into him. Right. And then, yeah, so he sprains his ankle, then he gets hurt against Illinois. They never really covered it on TV at all, so he didn't know what was going on. He shows up in a boot yesterday, doesn't warm up. Looking like Izzo, out of the boot. Izzo's saying it doesn't look good. He's seeing the specialist. It may be for the season today. They're saying it's a week or two. Great, because Michigan State's going to need that. I will say this right now. You can at me all you want. There is not a better one-two punch in the Big Ten in a backcourt no, than A.J. Hogard and Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker yesterday started, I'm watching on my phone at work in the conference room while, while quote-unquote, working. Um, he... He starts off by like with three shots that were virtual air balls. They hit nothing but glass, and then dude just went off and actually outshot Edie in the game. Edie, who's seven four and shooting down at the rim from two feet away, missed more shots, scoring thirty two points than Tyson Walker did, scoring thirty. And Hogard was plus fourteen in the thirty six minutes he played, and, and they were fifteen. Michigan State was minus fifteen in the four minutes he did not play. That's a guy I. Would, my friends all know I would call him Sideshow Bob and I would be pissed. Now, he still does sometimes some bad plays. Dumb crap. Bad Not pass against Illinois at a bad time. Bad pass or two yesterday. But he's playing defense and he's a stat sheet stuffer. He can score the basketball at the rim at will. Shooting a little better. Um, that, that's one thing I will say bodes well for Michigan State. If they can stay healthy elsewhere and they can get Malik Hall back and Aikens can get his head out of his ass – Maybe Pierre Brooks decides that he wants to finish out before he transfers or whatever he's going to do. Michigan State not going to probably win the Big Ten. I mean, look, they very easily could have beaten Illinois last week. They really should have beaten Purdue yesterday. By the way, neither game did they get an ounce of assistance from the refs. Um, And I'm not going to say that's why they lost, but officiating is just god-awful these days. I mean, it doesn't matter what game it is. The Big Ten... And if you're home... I'm sorry. Some of the calls that went against Michigan State at home yesterday are were outlandish. The fact that Edie averages a foul or less a game as a seven four guy that size, there's no way he should get a foul or two just for running people over because he's big. It's it's ridiculous. He had a hook and hold blatant on Sissoko yesterday. But we'll say if you want to talk about the Purdue game yesterday, Michigan State also had two two pointers by Tyson. With his big toe on the line, got to be aware because that's two points right there. That's the difference in the game. The um, you know, that's yeah. AJ Hogard missed two free throws down the stretch, but uh, but that said, I will say Michigan State um, is gonna is a fighter in every game, and they're you know with a healthy it's lineup, they're it's different be fine. than it has been the last couple of years. Northwestern, it'll be interesting. Can they hold it together? You know, they've got some nice wins. We talked about that last week. Illinois, Michigan State, Indiana yeah. for the first time in the same season since '68. Great. They're they're on a trajectory to make the tournament. We'll see if it can ha- hold. Cool. Penn State's an interesting team just because they're tough to guard. They're good shooters, but you know, good shooting teams can go cold. So I I don't know. Illinois has come rounding into form. Maybe addition by subtraction. They lost a point guard. They still don't seem to be a cohesive team to me. No, watching not. them most closely when they played Michigan State, but you know, Mayer's a, a good athlete and he can get cooking. Um, Ding danger, you know, it was a decent big man. He played well against Michigan State. Sissoko probably had his worst game uh, against him. Um, old boy, Texas Tech transfer. Shannon. He's Shannon, good. he's really good. You know, so Illinois is a team that's definitely dangerous. 
I don't buy Michigan as dangerous. I'm sorry. Um, they don't play defense. Yeah. They're just they, they get, got Dickinson, but whatever. He's not been good. He, 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 he can't beat you by himself. Just like Edie couldn't. Edie didn't beat Michigan State yesterday. Fletcher Lawyer beat Michigan State yesterday because if you hold and they held Smith to basically nothing. If you hold Lawyer nothing, to half mean. that, and that's the thing is you can let one guy. One guy can't beat five, but. One guy and a good outside player, especially like lawyer, that can make a difference, and that that was a big difference for Michigan State yesterday. Rutgers, I definitely think, is a contender because Peichel is a great coach, mm-hmm. um, and they've got some nice talent on that team. They just landed a five star, didn't they, for next year? Yeah, and they might get another one. That's crazy. For, that's for twenty twenty four. I mean, you know, along with Orwarie, who's a really good. He was a four or five star. He was, he was a really their good highest player. rated recruit before, um, and he's a nice player. Like. Yeah, they're going to be losing some of these older players, but man, that's a team to. They're I think they're around to stay, and you know, it gives Rutgers fans some hope because their football team sucks. So, Indiana, I don't know. I I was high on them at the beginning of the year. The injuries definitely hurt them a lot. Their ceiling. You is can't lose your point high. guard. I, yeah, I agree. I don't. And the question is, is Ryan? Okay, we'll put Purdue to the side because I would argue. As Purdue's guards, even though they're freshmen, season out, that Purdue's got the pieces and parts that they can make a run. Can yep. anybody else in the Big Ten make a run at a national title this year? No. You want to know why? Officiating. Well, yeah, we talked about that. I, 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 I did a whole breakdown hold, last year. Hold the Big yeah. Ten back. I do. Yeah, you get to the tournament and things get officiated differently, and either so yeah, poorly yeah, done. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's an it's epidemically bad. It's like I mean, it's worse than it's, it's ever been. It's a pandemic. It's worse than COVID certainly was. That whole horseshit bullshit. At least the bad officiating is proven again across the league, not against not just anti Michigan State. I mean, we see the stuff that goes against Michigan State. That's pretty. You watch the the, the the Iowa Michigan game last week both ways, just disgraceful. Mm-hmm. I, Wisconsin. I didn't watch Wisconsin Indiana, so I didn't catch that. That was a blowout um, anyway, but I don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, just off the top of my head, you see, you see and the mistakes game, are made. But you, yeah, like you, you, you see, like Michigan State yesterday. Here's huge play of the game. Did nothing to disrupt anything. They called Tyson Walker going over a screen. Was there a little bit of body contact? Well, yeah, sure, but it didn't knock Fletcher off of the ball. He didn't fall down because of it or whatever. And they called a foul inside of a minute. He lawyer nails them both. They go up, and it was. You know, that was all she wrote because Michigan State, despite, you know, they scored late but then didn't have the ball last. Well, they did, but, you know, for last full possession. And that's just a call that just a ref just doesn't make. Like, that's not a foul for 90% of the game. Why is it a foul all of a sudden? That's my big thing is inconsistency, um, just missed things. They mess up shot clock stuff. The only thing they got right in the Michigan State-Purdue game was when they called the ball in Purdue's favor late, and you really couldn't tell. I mean, I thought it went off of Edie, but they couldn't. It wasn't definitive, and I don't argue that. And so, and they couldn't decide and agree, so they went to the arrow, which favored Purdue. Who knows if they would have gone to the arrow if it favored Michigan State? But regardless, they went to the arrow because that was at least a, a cop out for them to say, "Well, we're going to go to the arrow," because then they couldn't. You know, nobody could be mad at them, so to speak. But I, I just think reviews take forever um they're just they're just not on top of it it's just it's it's gross and well, did you see the the instance in our game or yesterday in the it was late in the first half they gave us 20 seconds on the shot clock 
We started with 20 seconds on the shot clock. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. I did not notice that. Did not correct it. And the thing is, is like, uh, you know, my buddy Chris, longtime listener, shout out, he, you know, sends me a text today is about how, I researched it. Do you know how much these refs make? 3500 to 5000 a game. All their travel and everything paid for. If you are a good ref, good tongue-in-cheek, if you're a ref that's refing at that level, you're probably going five days a week. At so least. you're pulling twenty five grand a week from then November through March. I mean, you're making bank. And for what? And I'm not saying, but I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Sports betting is legal in a lot of places now. It happened in the NBA with Tim Donahue. It could happen in college. Believe me, it could happen in college. Um I don't trust it. I don't like it. I don't know how you fix it. I I just, I mean, unless it's truly eye in the sky stuff and take the human elephant element out, I don't know how you do that even, but it's bad. It's, it's bad and it's costing teams shots at winning games. You still have to make shots. You still have to make stops to win basketball games, no doubt. Like, Michigan State should have never let Jack Edie miss for a long time. At the end they should have the never let Edie get the ball that deep. Honestly, they should have fronted him. They should have probably just hacked him and taken their chance that he could make two free throws. Um, you know, I said to a coworker that I was watching the game with, always my fear when it's a one-point game, two points and you lose on a three-pointer, that's hard to take. But like, okay, fine, that's a lower percentage shot. Yeah, make one of your but other when guys you're, score. When you're down one. You, and you know you have the ball late, like Michigan State did. You can score too early, which arguably Michigan State did. But if the other argument is you can hang on to it too long and then not get a chance if you miss the shot. So, like I get it, they took the open shot at the right time, and but but then you you just you can't let him catch it that deep. And Edie did make a good move. It wasn't just a simple over the shoulder hook shot. I mean, he had a good kind of almost like a quasi up and under. It wasn't really an up and under, but just like he, he put a move on Sissoko. Sissoko was there. He played body up straight, good defense. But at that point, I'm just thinking, but just hang, like, hang on his arms. You know, make him as a 70% free throw shooter. He was six for seven at that point for the game, but make him make two free throws to beat you with that Breslin center. I wasn't there, but I could tell you through my you phone. Feel it. You could. It was It was incredible. So... Tough week for Michigan State. I mean, a lose at Illinois where they had a seven-point lead and they had so many chances to stretch it. Yesterday they had a five-point lead with so many chances to stretch it. It's tough when you're down Malik Hall. Malik was kind of in and out even against Illinois a little bit before he got hurt. Aikens has been okay but kind of shaky mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. Brooks is persona non grata. He's MIA. Hauser's been decent. Hauser's pretty steady for 10, 11, 12 points a game and usually close to 10 rebounds. So I I don't have too many arguments with Hauser this year. Um, Cooper played great against Illinois. Um, played well fantastic against, against Illinois. And he played well against Purdue. Um, so, you know, lot, lots of interesting stuff going on in in the realm of, of hoops. Interesting fact from the Illinois game, and then see if you have anything else college basketball-wise, Ryan. It, it, the Illinois game was the first time since 2013 that Michigan State didn't make a three in a game. It's hard to win in today's day and age if you can't make threes. And it started off poorly yesterday when they were down 24 to 11 right out of the gate. Yeah, you can't um, dig yourself in holes like that if you're going to win. And I said it before, Sissoko, he, he was a liability against Danger. I, I don't know, he just wasn't with it. He, he played better yesterday, he didn't score, but he had eight rebounds and he, he defended pretty well They're against right. Edie. Um, 
he's not going to score, so you, you can't really count on that. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see where Michigan State goes from here because it doesn't get any easier. They got Rutgers at home tomorrow, or uh, sorry Thursday, and then they got to go to Bloomington on Sunday. It's now two game. winnable games, but two losable games too. And you lose, and all of a sudden you've lost four straight four in a row. You're twelve and twelve and eight, and you're four and five in the conference. But you win them both, and you're six and three, and you're fourteen and six. Yeah, I mean, that you know, sounds pretty good. We got there's a good game going on right now. You got uh, Kansas State, who's a really good Kentucky team. Kentucky got off the Kansas, mat. Kentucky got off the mat against yeah against um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Alabama, great, but um, yeah, except for their, you know, he he supplied the weapon. Apparently, he didn't he didn't do the murdering, but he got arrested for capital murder charges. Idiot. The guy had been. I read that he'd been taken off the roster due to. Uh, oh no, maybe that wasn't why. But he, he was he, he was, was going to be out for the season because of an ankle injury. But I mean, come on, like they shot at a they shot and it killed a female. female. Yeah, like are you? I mean, senseless, ridiculous, unbelievable. Probably gang related, I would think. Yeah, probably something, something like know. that. Just, oh, just, just gross. crazy. Um, but I mean, as the season goes, it's like they're just, there's just no. I mean, there's some really great teams. Okay, Purdue is really good. Alabama's really good. Kansas Houston's really good. Houston's Kansas good. is really good. You know, Gonzaga's still hanging there. There's some teams kind of waiting in the wings, like Kansas State, Texas, whatever. But I'm telling you, I can't remember a year when. I could look at it now and say, and and look at the whole top twenty five, top thirty, top thirty five, and say that there's anybody in there that couldn't win it. I could say that in the past. I could say definitively in the past that okay, yeah, things can happen. That's why they play the games. But this national championship's coming from like six to eight teams. That's not true. Yeah, there's, it's it's wide open as as I've ever it's seen. Not true. It. Yeah, I mean the Big Twelve we've talked about here is great. The Big East is really good, and even like a UConn who looked pretty dominant early. They, you know, coached by coached by Jeff Walgren's doppelganger, has not been very good lately. Um, Villanova's on the struggle bus. The ACC is Duke has been getting just yeah, they're not very good. Their butts spanked left and right, which I'm down for. I love it. Um, Coach K is probably wondering why he retired his job, and Duke's wondering why the heck he forced them to pick John Shire. But I will say this. A lot of Michigan State fans were pissed when Tom Izzo started off poorly in his first two and a half seasons. Then they went and got a shocking win at Purdue, and it was all, you know, from there, he's the wingest coach in Big Ten history. So I'm not going to say it's going to happen with Shire, but Duke fans should be patient. Like, you're spoiled rotten, just like Kentucky fans. You don't get to be good every five, every year like a national championship contender. I'm sorry, you just don't. No. Yeah, I think that's really it for, for hoops. Um, all right, we can move on to the NFL here. Crazy... Super wild card weekend. Um, we can just do all the games, I guess. Seattle, they played well in the first half and then just got absolutely spanked, which is which is wasn't surprising. I mean, San Francisco's just here's the thing. They're solid. Purdy is, you know, the topic obviously he's Mister Irrelevant, and it, it is remarkable that he's a rookie, he's a third string quarterback, and he's seven and zero now as a starter. But here's the thing. He's got a lot of talent around him. He's got a great offensive line. And I'm not saying he's a game manager because he makes plays. Like I, The first time I really sat and watched him play a whole game was that Seattle playoff game. And he made some really good plays, like scrambling and so on and so forth and you know waiting for guys to get open. 
but I mean between McCaffrey and Samuel and Ayuk and weapons. I mean he's got a ton of weapons. He's got a great offensive line, and oh by the way, the defense is sneaky good. Robbie Gold doesn't miss. The guy's been in the league for like seven thousand years. years. Um, they're good. They're really good, and they're the only non-NFC East team left in the playoffs. So it's kind of crazy. Um, it, I will say this about that game too. Does this mean curtains for Trey Lance? Does it mean curtains for Jimmy G? Does it mean curtains for both? If I'm Trey Lance, I'm I'm not too happy right now with. <laughs> He's making bank for being hurt, but I never like, believed in him in the first. I don't place. know. Is he gonna? I mean, how do you? How do you? Let's just say for the sake of discussion, Purdy at least gets them to the NFC Championship game and and maybe even to the Super Bowl. Well, let's just say best case they win it. How how do you bench him next year? I mean, you don't. how do you bench him if he gets you to the NFC Championship game, which would mean that he had won eight games in a row? I I just versus a guy like Trey Lance who's barely played. Like I I don't yeah he has no experience. I don't see it. I mean, you could keep two of those guys. You can't keep all three. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of suitors for Jimmy G, but we thought there would be this year too. He's pretty injury prone, so I don't know. But then again, so's Lance. I. I don't know. It's pretty sweet though to watch, um, just kind of this unassuming kid. And I don't want the comparisons to Brady because I can't stand Brady, even though he's obviously a winner. I'm so glad that he's done, and we can get to that game last. But um, yeah, San Fran, they're they're fun to watch. I'm, I'm out of I the like NFC. Them. That's that's the team I'm rooting for the rest of the year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I would like to see them um, take the the NFC crown. I think that'd be pretty. Saturday strange. was the best day for the games too because that comeback. What, how about the bozo who put a million? Bosa the bozo? Not, well, him, but the bozo that put a million dollars on the Chargers. Just to win like 11. To win when it was 27 nothing, And it was going to pay $11,000. He put a million dollars to win 11000 Like, that's stupid math, and obviously he's got stupid money to do that. And then epic collapse. Probably like the second or maybe the third biggest comeback in history. You know, Trevor Lawrence... The aka the Muppet played yeah. horribly for the Tale first half and then great in the second half. Jacksonville's a fun team, you know. Like they're that game you know, was sweet, good. That was, a, that was a good game. Yeah, Bosa. Like I saw a TikTok. He was pissed that like how could you make that call? It's a game of emotion. You blew a He's call. You blew a call on the false start. That's why I was mad. And you call a penalty on me, and it cost me. Okay, I get that, but like, dude. Walk three more steps past the big fat white stripe that is the sideline. Get behind your bench and then throw a tantrum. You can blame the refs if you want. They called on sportsmen like it was on sportsmen like you were still on the field basically. Like that's that's on you, dude. Don't. I get it. The refs missed a couple calls in that game. They called an offsides on you that maybe wasn't. They called a false start on you guys that maybe wasn't, or they missed a like whatever. I I understand. We talked about it. Officials suck. I understand. Um, don't know if they did it on purpose. Don't know if they just didn't see it. Whatever the case may be. But, dude, you got to hold your cool. you got to hold your wad there, fella. Now just hold your wad there, fella. Just like, I mean, that cost your team. Because if you don't get that, there's no way they go the Jags two. go for two. They, I just don't buy that they do, even though the ball's at the three instead of the one. It's a totally different ball game. Like, you got a 6'4 quarterback. Didn't he just reach over the top? 
Isn't that what, isn't that what he did to yeah, get that two-point conversion? Yeah. yeah, so you can't do that from the three-yard line. Like, you probably have to complete a pass or whatever. It's a tight window. So that's a huge mistake, and that's on you. That's on you, Bosa. Yeah, that was that was. It's also late. a bad time for Dicker the kicker to miss a field goal. Yeah. Because he missed just prior to that. That was so. crazy. Bills-Dolphins was kind of way better than expected. That actually was, yeah. True. Was a pretty good game. So, so the first three they made games some, good They had games. some malfunctions down the stretch. Actually, the, the first four games. The Dolphins did. Games. That was, they were bad down the stretch. They had just some stupid, like, mistakes, delays of game left and right. Yeah, Bills bounce out. You thought, oh, this game's over, and then all of a sudden it's tied, and then all of a sudden they're losing, and that was back and forth. I mean, it's hard to beat a division team you know, a foe three times in a year. I, I understand that. Um, maybe they kind of hit coast when they were up 17 nothing. Miami was on their third-string quarterback or whatever. But, yeah, but, I mean, now we get a Buffalo-Cincinnati, the game that we were going to get a couple weeks ago, except for in Buffalo. Cincinnati's down like three offensive linemen. Yeah, that doesn't look left tackle kneecap was yeah, dislocated. It doesn't look good for protecting... Joe, but how about last year? How about that? You know, speaking of trying to reach over, Hunley tries to reach over the top. That was amazing. Heads up play play by the Bengals to punch it loose, and then the guy Hubbard returns it 99 yards for a touchdown. Just an epic, epic way to win a game. But like you said, Ryan, in your open, the Ravens still almost caught the Hail Mary. Like, I think it surprised him that it was right there. He really could have caught it. It kind of went between his, you know, through his hands. Yeah, that was close. Well, we were right. I was right. I told you that we both said the Vikings would would win, but we said I said they were cool, and you're like, no, they're not, it's not going to happen. They're they're good. Danny Choke Dan- artists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Choke that is defense. Stretch. So anybody, I don't think it's been really blamed on Cousins. He was like 31. Except for the, the last play, the ball, that five was yard short of the. Line the of only thing I can surmise is he felt the pressure, and he's just like, I got to get rid of it. I'm going to let Hawkinson make a play because he's been making plays all day. Um, but thirty-one for thirty-nine, three hundred yards or whatever he had. I mean, he had a he had a good game. He didn't. I don't think he threw any picks. Um, the problem in Minnesota was they had offensive line injuries, which hurt them late in the season because that was a problem the year before. So they need to shore up their line. But their defense is just uh, atrocious. I mean, Danny Dimes, who Ryan and I probably on this podcast, especially Ryan, have left a dead a couple times throughout his career, especially earlier this year. First ever quarterback with 300 yards passing, 70 yards rushing, and two really passing good. touchdowns. Um, really, really good. Saquon Barkley is really, really good. And they don't have any receivers. Imagine if they yeah, actually they just had have some, guys from the streets. Yeah, imagine team. if they had some receivers. Like, they've got a good offensive line. Good defense. Good defense. You know, and that one still came down to the wire. The Vikings had a chance. Pretty wild. Crazy. Last night was the only blowout. I would wish both teams could have lost. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like Tom Brady, but I'm the, glad the to Cowboys see the Cowboys get rid of Maher. Oh man, missing all those kicks. Had missed five extra points in his career, and he missed four in a row in that game. I mean, can't make that. What if it comes down to a kick in the rain, or in the wind in the rain, or on wet turf against San Francisco? Are you gonna Are you gonna take the chance? I I don't know. I do not. I do not know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's tough, but glad to see Brady's gone. Just retire, man. So this um, week we got what Chiefs, yeah, well, Jaguars. Let's, let's talk about them. Chiefs, Jags. I'm, I'm, I think it's gonna be a good game, but I think the Chiefs are gonna win it. I do. I can't bet against Mahomes at home in the playoffs. 
No, and look, I don't dislike any of the AFC teams left. No, I really, any of I them can, can make the Super Bowl, like and I'm fine with it. I kind of probably would least hope the Chiefs, just because they've been there more lately. But um, I don't really have a problem with any of them. But yeah, I think I think Jacksonville. You don't ever count them out, obviously. But I think I think the Chiefs win that by ten points. I think they win it pretty comfortably. Yeah, they're pretty good. Eagles Giants on Saturday night. <sighs> I don't. I think this could be a close game. I do. I mean, Hertz has played one game in the last month. He's kind of dinged up. They didn't look great when <laughs> they played the last time out. He's got weapons and they're rested. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're really good. They're getting some injured guys. Um, the back. Giants are playing well, but I, I think the Eagles' defense is really good, and I think that I mean they can ride the run game. They just can. They I think they, they can do, spread the ball. They can do enough to win. I think they will. I think it's gonna be a good game though. I think the Eagles yeah. win. A, it's like 28-24 kind of thing. Yeah, I think they out talent the Giants and win, but the Giants are probably here to stay because they're well coached. Yeah, I. So you're saying Eagles too? Yeah, I'll go Eagles. Bill Cincy, uh, looking forward to this one. Um, it's a game we thought we were going to get a couple Mondays ago. Yeah, um, man, with with Cincy having guys out on the offensive line, the Bills, you know, they have pretty good pass rush, pretty good defense. I think they're going to get after Burrow, but Burrow, I mean, he did it last year in the playoffs with. With a patchwork off yeah, the line, he made it all the way to the Super Bowl and almost yeah. won it. I, he's I good. He's got weapons. I think this and, is the Bills' year to get to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to do it. I'll say this: if the Close. game was in Cincy, Cincinnati would win. Yeah, home field advantage. But I think the home field advantage will will pay off. And I, I mean, I think I could see this game going to overtime. But I, I do think the Bills are. I hope. I, I'm hoping for a really good game. I think it will be really. I good. think the winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. I really do. Dallas 49ers. I think this is another. I mean, Sunday for as bad as Dak great. played against the Redskins, aka the Commanders, aka the Washington the football, football team. team. Um, he was. Great You're last fantastic. night, scrambling, passing. Dallas looked good. Their defense is pretty good. They've got weapons. They kind of got it snapped back together. San Francisco, Dallas have played some epic um, playoff games over the years, especially NFC Championship. Dallas games. hasn't been to the NFC Championship since like Troy Aikman year. So can they do it? Can they get back? Other teams are rooting for Dallas to win so that Sean Payton doesn't go there because you know I don't know if McCarthy saved his job with winning a playoff game anyway, but. He I definitely saves it if he beats San Francisco. Yeah, another I think another close game here, but the 49ers defense is pretty special. And Frank, I mean, even if Purdy's not playing well, they've got Elijah Mitchell and a yeah, guy, named, a guy Mitchell named Christian too. McCaffrey. Who's yeah, and here's the thing good. is like if Purdy had an average line in front of him, His it would be a different story. Micah Parsons might tear him apart, but the line is good, and they're keeping him clean, and they're giving him time. And they just and Jimmy G, I think, is healthy enough in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. If if you know Purdy doesn't play great, um, which bodes well for the Niners. And I think we have another classic. I think a Robbie Gold field goal wins it at the end. Yeah, I, I could see you know maybe a late Dallas score to make it a one possession game, but I I do think San Francisco wins that game. Probably something like 27-24. Yeah. I agree. Look at that. All right, that's uh, that's the games NFL. You want to do a quick uh, yeah, quick, quick word. word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that best fits your needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders, Jim, Donna, Tim, etc., have served thousands of clients over thirty plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. 
Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, uh, spot, or I'm sorry, third down. Uh, we're going to do something. We're going to revisit a topic. We did this in November of 2021, so it's been a while, mm-hmm. uh, 14 months about. Um, we're going to revisit. We, we ranked the Big Ten basketball coaches. Um, I thought this the other day would be kind of fun to re-rank them because, you know, a lot's changed. No, no ch- coaching changes, but, you know, how teams have done, um, you know, teams have gotten better, improved, teams have gotten worse, whatnot. So we're going to review it and kind of re-rank. Um, let's do it. Let me pull up my rankings. Here. I can tell you where we where we were. So back in November of 2021, we had Ben, it's Ben, right? Ben Johnson, number 14. I would I would still stick with that, but I do think that he's an up-and-comer. I think a couple more years, he'll, he's going to have his guys, and they're going to be good, but I think he's still learning. I mean, he... he was Xavier assistant. He was a. It was not like he was some big time, you know, head assistant for Gonzaga or Michigan State. He's had injuries, you know, going into this yeah, year, I mean, and he, he needs he needs some nice classes. Job, though they did that, I think that was after the pod last week, which was I. I was fantastic. You should try to check it out tonight. At best, one thing it's at nine or nine thirty. Um, they're doing the the mic'd up, you know, full access for coaches. Last week they did with uh, Holtman and Ben Johnson. That was really cool to watch. Um, just to hear what they say. And Johnson was, I like what he said. He was really encouraging and um, seemed to get a lot out of his players and stuff, which was really cool. I would still keep him at 14. I think in a couple of years he could be he could be up there in the top, you know, toward the top half. Um, I really do. We'll stick with B. Johnson at 14. 13, you're not, I don't think you're going to like this one. It's the guy that has this team in 13th place in the, in the Big Ten. I think it's Hoiberg. Hoiberg? I just don't. He's good, but I, he's not bad. But he's not good. He just, I, I think he had something going at Iowa State, and then he got you know went to the NBA. Obviously, didn't succeed. And that it's just been a tough run at Nebraska. He isn't. He's missed. I feel like on some guys, they he's gotten a lot out of his gut. I mean, they've been terrible. They have like twelve Big Ten wins in the last four years. I could buy that. I had him ranked eleventh the last time. I, I could buy that though. Pretty bad. Um, what do you think? You think that's that's accurate? Yeah, I think that's accurate. I wouldn't put. The, I would buy that there. Um, all right, moving on to twelve. Might be a hot take. Mike Woodson. I agree. I, don't I think had him eighth the last time. I think, I, I think I he's think. a. I think he's a great. He's like more of. A, he's an NBA coach. He's a figurehead. Right. He's a relationship guy. I feel like he'd be great on TV. I just don't think he's a great coach. I don't. He's gotten some good recruits to come to India, but he's older. How long does he stay there? I, I don't know. He's, he's like 70, right? He's older than Izzo. He's in his 60s, yeah, late 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's pretty an, an accurate spot for him. 11, this guy, we I think when we you read it back before, we had him pretty high. I don't know why he was so high. I think he is honestly one of the worst coaches in the Big Ten. If it weren't for his top assistant coach, I think he would be nothing, and that's Juwan Howard. I think he's a horrible basketball coach. Can yeah. he recruit? Why you, where do you have him? I have eleven. Eleven? Yeah. I don't I think who do we have coach. at twelve? Don't. I think I think he can Oh Woodson we had at twelve. I think that he can recruit because you can sell the oh I played for the Fab Five, I played in the NBA. You can sell that thing. X's and O's wise, getting the most out of his players, can't do it. If he didn't have Phil Martelli, he would have been fired by now. He's horrible. I uh, yeah. I, mean, I look agree. At, look what Phil Martelli did last year as their coach. Then he went four and one down the stretch. We had him, or at least I had. I don't know if this is our definitive list, but we had him, or we or I had him fourth last time. I agree. I don't good. think he's a good coach at all. I I don't. 
he's an angry elf, but he's not a good coach. Yeah, he can slap really well. That's, right. that's, slap punch. Yeah, I mean his son's good, good scorer. That's about it. ten. No, this actually was a coaching change. Kevin Willard. I have him at number eight. I have Collins I, at I ten. We had Collins at ten the last him. time. I don't buy him. I think he's all right. See, it's he's a lot of the same thing as Turgeon was for them. I don't. Yeah, but I mean it's Turgeon's guys too, so it's kind of hard to say. I think he's a, I think he's a better coach than that. I think he's kind of a, he's an incomplete. I had him at eight. I mean it's hard to argue anywhere eight, nine, ten. He could easily move up the list, or he could slide down the list. Yeah, I mean I have him really there because he's unproven. But I, I, I'm looking at his body work at Seton Hall and his some. Of, I mean he had some decent teams, and he never made it out of the first weekend ever at Seton Hall. So, but I think he's got potential to be a decent coach. I mean Maryland's a you know, historic program, um, you know, Lefty Giselle, um, who's the other, Gary Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, they've done in the past. Nine, uh, I think we had him lower probably last year. It's Chris Collins. I think he's he's improved. Um, he's, kind of, he's, he's evolved with the time. He's gotten away from the, let's just offense, slow it down. I mean, their, their defense is really good. It's gotten better. It's one of the better ones in the country. Their offense is a little faster. Um, I don't think he's an excellent coach by any means, but I think he's gotten better. He's improved. He probably saved his job, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I had him at 10. I had Underwood at 9. I have Underwood at 8, the angry mushroom man. And I have Willard at 8. So we're all kind of in that Collins. We're in agreement 8, 9, 10 is those three yeah, guys. I don't think – Underwood, I think, is also a really good recruiter. I think he's he, – he's, he's just average. As, as yeah. a basketball coach, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I feel like he's not a great relationship guy. Um, he's kind of weird. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he looks like a troll slash mushroom. How about seven? Uh, the Fran Kano. Yep. I agree with that. We I we had him at nine the last time. It's I, fun. I, it's funny. I think he can coach. Yeah, I do think he can. he can coach. I mean, he does not have like the Murrays. Were they really? I mean, aside from their dad, you know, as legacy recruits, were they really like? five-star guys no was Garza no I mean like he knows what he is he's like Greg Gard he knows what he wants and the guys play his system and they're really good at it and yep. I think that's a testament to his coaching is he an ass back yes. like yes he's but Frank Kano yeah uh six at moving way up on my board I'm guessing you have the same guy Micah yeah Shrewsbury we had him at 13 the last time he has really proven himself he's a good coach I mean, if he can get a few more I, pieces and parts there in Penn State. I would be mad if he was Michigan State's next coach, to be honest yeah. with you. He's, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough-nosed coach. He's a good coach. He's got the Purdue lineage to him, so it makes course, sense, right? Got the – and Brad Stevens, a coach from, from, with the Celtics. Um, not bad. No, not bad at all. Uh, five, Greg Gard. Yep, I, I agree with that. I think he's – Moving up a little bit. I mean, same thing. He's nothing special, but he's so consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're all... I mean, the they top had, four in the Big Ten all, every time but once. Like they, they had that one issue a couple years ago with some of those seniors, but I think that was them. That was some sour grapes with Kind of like what was seniors. going on at Albion. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. trying to get him out because they didn't like him, didn't play him as much, you know, didn't feature him. Um, but I think he's a good coach. Yep. Uh, he's done a nice job at Wisconsin. Four, Holtman. Um, I have Pikeel four, but I could see I had Holtman three, but I could I could flip flop. I put Holtman at four because I think he's good, but I don't think he's he's been kind of leveled out the last few years. I feel like I thought they were going to get way better. 
Um, they had that two seed lose to Oral Roberts in last mm-hmm. year. I mean, they were okay, six seed, six or whatever, six or seven seed, decent team. And this year, probably going, you know, from anywhere the eight to the ten range. Um, it's looking like, um, but he's a good recruiter, good X's and O's guy. Seems like he he knows what he's doing. At three eyed Pike, I think he's the. Yeah. I could argue. I mean, I he's could really see good. That. I'd hold him, but yeah, I could see that two painter and one Izzo. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that the, the top top winningest two coaches in the Big Ten yeah. right now. Painter got two hundred yesterday. Two hundred Big Ten win. Yeah, and he's got like five hundred, I think, or so overall, yeah, four fifty or something like that. So yeah, he's Purdue needs to get to the Final Four. They need to win the big one. Um, they've won a lot of Big Ten titles and they've contended, but they haven't gotten far national as far nationally as they should have. So we'll see if he can do that. Then then that's when he's not until then will he out you know overtake Izzo and probably not even then because Izzo's got so many Final Fours and Purdue hasn't had a Final Four in, in since like 1980. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, if you guys agree, disagree, let us know. Um, send us your your uh, your list. We'd love to hear them. Um, yeah. All right. Let, let's go scramble. And, uh, scramble first. Um, uh, RIP to the young Georgia offensive lineman and their yeah, one the of their recruiting coordinators recruiting. that died in a car accident and you know prayers for speedy recovery for the other two players. Just sad. Don't know all the necessarily the details, but just shows you life can you know they're celebrating their national championship back to back and looking for a three peat next year and one minute and the next minute you know you're playing in funerals so tough on that one. Um, and what else? Scramble wise, golf last week was. Kind of a crazy. I mean, Spieth jumps out to a lead, then doesn't even make the cut. Uh, Tom Kim, who was the highest ranked player there, and didn't I picked him. Cut. He didn't make the cut. Uh, your old boy Ryan, a guy from the main live main whatever live working main yeah. open. Yeah, he <laughs> played great. Had a chance at the end, didn't win. Kim got the win for the different. Kim got the win for the first time in quite a while, or for a while anyway. See who. Um, now they move back to now they move back to the on West the mainland, Coast, playing in the Amex. A little, little California swing here. I mean, what do we got? We got Amex, then we got the Farmers. So two couple good courses. Then we go to Pebble, and then we got the the Waste Management. And then we would go back up north to to the Genesis, one one of the better tournaments at Riviera. Then the Florida Swing, and then then folks, it's it's the Masters time. It's damn near after that, and it's major season. How do we do with our? Oh, last week. Uh, well, so Russell Henley did okay. I think he was like 30th. Keegan Bradley missed cut for me, 108th combined. You had Tom Kim miss the cut. English um, was like uh, one of the bottoms that made the cut. So you were 149. Yes. Um, Amex, they played two courses, right? Three. The state, it's three. I think it's three courses. It's They're beautiful. There's the ones yeah, like it's TPC. I mean, not TPC, but it's the. Pete Dye Stadium. They have a mm-hmm. you know the uh, Island Green. I think one of them's a Nicholas course. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's three different courses, which is cool. It's Kinda fun like to watch. Bunch. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good guys playing in it. Romer's playing in it. Cantlay. Is Morikawa? I can't remember. Uh, he's not one of the top odds guys if he is playing in it. Okay. Yeah, those guys are playing it. It's the Gala, who I think's got a chance to break through this year. Um, I think who else? Shoffley. 
She's been hurt, so I don't. Yeah, I would I say maybe you I'm, have your. You know who you're picking. Yeah, I'm picking. I got JT Post, and he's played well there in the past. And Hayden Buckley, who almost won there last year, and okay. he almost won last week. I think he's going to break through. All right, I got Missouri. I got Tom. Don't eat me. I'm not a hoagie. At plus thirty one hundred, <laughs> and then I've got Lipsky, who played Lippy well guy. last week, uh, at plus ten thousand. David Lipsky, Miss Lippy from. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Billy Madison. And so, along the golf lines, because, you know, we're getting into golf season, we got to talk about, got that golf trip booked to Orlando with Dave and Chris, you know, year of 50, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, March Madness meets golf. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So, I saw today there was an article on Golf Digest that ranked the uh, courses that PGA events are played in in order. I read I that last week. That. Yeah, that was, that was kind of so, cool. Uh, I thought we're not going to look at all of them, but let's just say if we agree or disagree running through the top 10. Let's start with number 10 because it's kind of hard to start at the top. They make, this was just the top 10? No, it's every course. They ranked every course that's being played on this year. Okay. Um, but we'll start with 10. So 10, for the sake of this uh, discussion of what they left out, number 11, they added East Lake. Yeah. Number 10, Quail Hollow. Yeah. The Wells Fargo. See that. Number nine, Olympia Fields, uh, north for the. They're playing that for the, for the BMW. BMW. That's a good course in Illinois. That's had the PGA before, mm-hmm. I believe. Eight TPC Sawgrass, only eight. Yeah, I feel like that should be higher. Well, let's see what the other ones are to see. Uh, seven. Uh, yeah, I would say it would be higher than this. Although this is a nice looking course, um, Congaree Golf Club, the CJ. Yeah, Cup. I think it'd be. I mean, that's beautiful. That's that in South Carolina. Yeah, I feel like that. Original South Carolina. Not very that's kind of cool. It's a different as course. TPC. Six, the Riviera. Yes, yeah, so I completely agree with that. Five, Oak Hill. That's PGA Championship. PGA. Yeah. I don't really remember. Duffner won that's there. A great, yeah, that's, a, that's a good course. Uh, four, Los Angeles Country Club. That looks really sweet. I don't remember any. Has anything been played no, there? No, they've never played a so. major there. Uh, third, Muirfield Village, the Memorial. Yeah, I don't know if that's top three, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably put Riviera ahead of that. I'd yeah. probably put TPC Sawgrass. Two, Pebble Beach, and number yeah. one, Augusta. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, um, you look at the the other courses that are, you know, in the, I mean, going through. I, I, Kapalua is sweet. I mean, people. Oh, yeah, Kapalua. I mean, yeah, East Lake 11. We'll just go through. Kapalua is 12. I would put Kapalua in the top 10. Kap- I mean, it's easier for them, but talk about the scenery Beautiful. and everything else. Um, 13, Harbortown. We've played yep, there. Beautiful. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, no. 14, Colonial. And it looks pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple. But 15, Sea Island. The that RSM Classic. Really that cool. looks pretty cool. 16, Torrey Pines. I mean, I think I'd put that a little higher. That's yeah, got, that's a classic. That's major a classic. Championship. 17, PGA West Stadium. Uh, cool. The American Express. Uh, 18, Austin Country Club. The Dell Match. That's that was really, cool last really cool year when they played that. On the river there. 19, Sedger, Sedgefield Country Club, Wyndham. That. That's not a cool course. I don't think that's top 20. That's boring. 20, TPC Southwind. I don't even think that's that great. No. The St. Jude. No. I don't 21, either. TPC San Antonio. I think that's Valero. a cool course. Pretty cool. 22, TPC Deer Run. That looks like something we would play. Yeah, that's a cool classic Parkland. Could play there. Arnold Palm. They only have Bay Hill 23. Bay Hill's a great course. And that's a tough, too. I don't, I, don't like I, don't, I don't buy that. Don't 24, buy that. Innisbrook. I think that's a cool course too. Copperhead. That's a place that you can we could play. Yeah, it's, a, it's a resort. Twenty fifth PGA National at the Honda Classic. I've heard that's pretty good. It's okay. 
26 Wiley Country Club, Sony yeah. Open. 27 TPC Craig Ranch, the Byron Nelson. Yeah. Sorry, Boring. I forgot my. No, I don't want your ads there, boys. Um, no, yeah, I'm I'm done looking at. It. All right, so that may be it because I can't get I can't get past twenty seven. What did ads, I would miss on here? I'm trying to look. I mean, I mean, there's more obviously. Well, uh, TPC there, Stadium in in Phoenix. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, how is that not in? The I mean, that might have been twenty eighth or whatever, but for the most part, I I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty agreeable, but. Some are kind of. Eh. I think I think Harbortown little jaded because we played there and I love that course. I think that's better. Um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic golf course. So that's yeah, so I, I had that in the scramble. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Harblow is supposedly staying. I don't know if I believe he says it or he's not, staying, but, but the president says. Wait, well, he's but here's the real question: Where's Ward? Is he still played in hide and seek? He hasn't said a word. Yeah, it was the president. I, and I don't. That's not from Harbaugh himself. I don't think that's from the president. No, so, he said something too. I don't I know, think. but he said that last week too. I don't buy it. And if he is, it's because the teams are like, "You're too weird to coach us." Yeah, no one wants him. That's really another flirtation with the NFL. No one yeah. wanted you, Jim, because you're a weird ass. I mean, they're gonna have a good team next year. There's no doubt, but I don't know. I'm, Should be the the Big Ten probably gonna go through Ann Arbor, to be honest with you, but. Yeah, Stroud went pro. He kind of flirted with staying. Ended yeah. up declaring. Not um, surprising. No, not surprising. He's going to be a second quarterback pick. So, I mean, maybe in first, if team falls in love with him, you never know. Yeah, true. Team Dude, was in the eye of the beholder. I don't know. Do you got? Do you have anything else? Uh, no. All right, tip for me. We'll just do the sprint then. All right. Um, all right, what we said, I think we said, what's the best fat, the best uh, pizza like chain place last week? So we'll do this. Who's got the out of the chain fast food restaurants? Who has the best? What's the best burger you can get? I know your answer, but maybe the the audience wouldn't know. So for me, it depends. If I want a simple thing that I can eat while driving, as simple and as probably heat lamped as it is at McDonald's, just regular cheeseburger is fine by me. I once ate ten when I was young. I wouldn't do that now because um, I've lost thirty pounds. I don't need to do that. Um, but if I'm just like looking for something simple I can eat while I'm driving, it's probably that. Now, it's tough for me on the best otherwise fast food, and we're we're not talking about like Five Guys and no, stuff. Right? We're talking like. Like McDonald's, Burger McDonald's, King, Burger King Hardee's, 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 Sonic, Sonic yeah. Um, I got to go with a Whopper with cheese. I, Wendy's is close, but they changed something a couple years ago where, I don't know, like, here's the thing. What makes the Whopper so good is they have just like, Whopper, it's it's Whopper. like, it's like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. When you get cream and sugar, the cream and sugar is just like this perfect mixture every time. Mm-hmm. The Whopper has like this perfect balance of... A little bit of mayo and ketchup. Like, they have everything on it, but the mayo and the ketchup just gives it. Whereas the Wendy's is a little bit more like mustard. And I like mustard, but that's more. I like mustard to taste more on a hot dog. On a burger, I like to taste the see, ketchup. See, you only like it because of this. It's a Whopper. It's a Whopper with cheese. And they close the damn Burger King right down the street from our house, so I haven't had one in a while. A I might crock. have to get one tomorrow night when I stay in Holland. It's a crock. Uh, my favorite, I I love it. I always have. So it always is fresh for some reason to me. 
quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. It's always solid. Quarter pounder's good. I think lately though they they put more like full on onions on it, and I like the like the little the little dice the dehydrated thing. onions, mm-hmm. you know, that are on the on the regular cheeseburger. So oh well, how about this? As I'm reading Twitter, another breaking news: Michigan co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss is on administrative leave amid police investigated into computer access crimes in Schembechler Hall. Nice. What's going on in Ann Arbor, folks? We won't hear a thing about Trash. it. Trash. It was reported on ESPN, of all people. Surprising. All right, next one. What's Tom Brady's next move? Retirement? New team? What do you think? He's not going to retire because He's a bitch. he retired and unretired and then got divorced because of it. I. He's not going to. He'd probably like to go to the, you know, like the Coast or California or like San Francisco. That's not going to happen, obviously. Rams don't need a quarterback. He's not going to go there. The the Chargers don't need a quarterback. They got Herbert. I think the Raiders are a possibility. Um, I don't know. New England's a mess. He could say, "I'm going to go back to New England one last time." Me and Belichick are going to do this one last run before we're both going to retire. That wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Some some might say like the Saints or whatever. He could stay in Tampa. I, I'm gonna, if I had to hedge my bets, I'm going to say that he's going to go. He he'll land at the Raiders to keep McDaniel's his job. That's so I think there or the Dolphins. They they wanted him last year. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, Tua, I don't know good, why, Tua gets hurt, but he's still he's, he's a good right. quarterback. But I think so. he ends up at the Dolphins or Raiders. I I don't think yeah. the Patriots are. There's a chance. Yeah, I just know Mac what, Jones is. What if he left? What if Rogers left uh, Green Bay and ended up in Green Bay? That'd be kind of funny. That'd be pretty funny. They should switch. This is a... I think we've talked about this in the past. I can't remember. Should, in non-majors, if it's, like, really hot outside, PGA players be allowed to wear shorts? I personally don't have a problem with it. I mean, I get it. Like, but they're walking. The women can do it. Yeah. Why not? Like, what, what does it harm? I mean, okay, so they've got, like... They're not going to take their shirts off to see their egregious tan lines like when they take their hats off. Like, I don't understand. Somebody explain for me. Sorry, this is a sprint. This is more of a maritime question. How in the hell are their foreheads so white and the rest of their faces are so dark? I don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I know you're outside all the time and you're wearing a hat all the time, but, like, dude, maybe lay out and even that out or something. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like butt-ass white forehead and, like, your African American brown on the rest of your face. I I don't understand it, but yes, the that's a long way to say. I think they should. I, what? Come on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they should be allowed. I don't think all of them would, especially when you know, like. I mean, that, put some parameters around it. That, that's fine, but where was the PGA or the the U.S. Open? Was it hot when it, when the U.S. Open was hot out? You know, they're playing in Pinehurst, something like that's really hot, muggy. They're wearing pants. It's like come on. Well, yeah, in Southern Hills last year, I mean, it was really cold yeah. for a couple of days, but then it was really hot, or like it was really hot, and then it was a couple really cold. Yeah, I, yeah, I like don't that. have a problem with it, whatever. No, nothing, don't like, don't let John Daly decide what the shorts, you know, dress code is, but like, you didn't want to wear khaki shorts, gray shorts, black shorts, navy shorts, whatever. They're going to keep it classy. I have no problem with it. Yeah, agreed. Who is the pro athlete that you love to hate the most? Oh, pfft. No, hands down, LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron. I said LeBron, Tom Brady, and those are 
obvious ones. Tom Brady is who's, like, who's the one? Who's one from your from your childhood? Oh man, or from growing up. Uh, that's more. That's a better question for you. That's hard. I'd have to think about that. Put that. Keep that on my radar and ask me that again next week. I got. I got to think about that. That's a hard one to put on the spot. I don't want to take fifteen minutes to pontificate it because I'm yep. sure there's somebody that comes to mind. Yeah. All right. That's one oh seven. Oh, another one of the books. About an hour for you guys. So perfect, perfect, especially for my main man, UB. Uh, shouts to you. Delivering blood us. over in the sun yeah, and then the your, east side your, of the your, state. Your night drive-in. Hopefully uh, keep you, you occupied here. And Champion of his fantasy league. Yeah, big time. Tony owes you your money, though. Remember Tailgating that. king. You want the best tailgate in the world. I don't care where you're he's, from. He's, Come he's to East Lansing crown. next he's to the Ramp belt. 7. I think we should get him the belt. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, shouts to, shout out to him um, and everyone else that listens. We appreciate you guys. Um, keep firing questions if you have any. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Can't do it without you guys. In meantime, related to you know a little bit on our podiums, my general disposition toward half of humanity these days, the breaking news from Michigan, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe, says Sir Albert Einstein. Peace out.